Okay. Well, it's for, uh... This is It's All Nice on Ice. I'm Jake Domohofsky. I am here with the co-host of It's All Nice on Ice, Chris Calabrese. Hey, 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 And we are here with, um, are, are you a guest? Are you a co-host? Co-host. Co-host. Well, so it depends. If you're coming to us from, uh, I bet you look good on the podcast. This is a bit of a shock because you're hearing a new theme song. A big bit that we did on I Bet You Look on the podcast was a discussion about what the theme song should be. <laughs> that did not happen on this because on It's On Ice On Ice, we just play the song. So if you're coming to us from I Bet You Look Good on the podcast, then you know this gentleman as a co-host of the show. But if you are an It's On Ice On Ice listener, you know him as a guest of the show. This is Mr. Charles uh, Greenwald. Guys, thank you so much for having me on. Very happy to be here. It's really Today is December twelfth, twenty twenty one. How do we want to release? I'm I'm thinking we release this on both feeds. Yeah, I yeah, think that's gotta, smart. We got to cover so then as to much make, as possible. So mm-hmm. to make the people feel more comfortable, should we just be like, so what do you want to do for the theme song this week? Just to like those people who are coming from that show, make them feel a little bit more comfortable at the top of the hour here. Yeah, I don't want to make anyone feel uh, excluded. Yeah, no, that's not what the show's about. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I guess we'll do the one from It's On Ice On Ice, huh? <laughs> you want me to All play right. it again? Uh, no, I think they're comfortable. No, are you? I think they're comfortable. Yeah. I right. was When I was listening to that theme, I was locked in on that drummer. Whoever was drumming on that track. He sounded attractive. Fucking good drummer right there. Yeah. His, his this is gonna sound this is gonna sound insane, but for some reason it sounded like his dick was big. <laughs> I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah, what? How did that? Ha- like, how did it come through the sound like that? That was amazing. And that guitar too, unbelievable. I mean, you could just you, you hear magic in those chords. Yeah, it seems like the guy. It seems like the guy who's playing guitar. The chord he was playing has like three notes, and you're only supposed to play three strings. But it sounded like he just was hitting all the strings on the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Because he sounds like a kid who thought it was cool to play at notes that are out of key. <laughs> he was right. He was Guys, right. I'm, I, I got to tell you, this has been a crazy year in music. And putting together my list was was tricky. But I think we've got a really solid array of different artists here we could talk about on our top. Charlie, you want to walk? So we, we do this once a year. But Charlie, you want to walk through what we're doing here today? Sure. Well, I think what we're doing is we yeah, are going sure we're on the same page I, think, I mean who knows you know we've only texted about it <laughs> who knows repeating yeah who knows i mean you know hacking <laughs> into the mainframe oh no that's not that's not him that's uh, 50 cent excuse me Road feed uploaded now yeah <laughs> for those of you who don't get the joke we're, we're we're making fun of a bad sylvester stallone movie where 50 cent plays the it guy but um, and there's a great scene where like in the trip, we only watched the trailer, but there's a great scene in the trailer where like they try to establish him as like the nerd guy. 
Yeah. So there's just a real quick clip of him like wearing glasses in front of the computer. <laughs> and he says, uploading the drone feed now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And Sly, you know, Sly, of course, is, you know, where, where are we at? You, where are we where at? You get the drone feed. Where is it uploaded or what? Come we're on. running at a time. But uh, anyway. We need we're the ex- what is it called? We need the extraction plan. It yeah, the always extract- has the title of the movie. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Oh man, it's so funny. But anyway, we're doing a best of 2021 music special. I think what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our favorite albums of the year and play one song from those albums. Jake picked 10, Chris picked 10, I picked 10. And uh, I think we have a really interesting uh, smattering of genres. And then I just, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I have a lot to say. I'll condense it, of course, to our hour, but about this year in music in general and why Hmm. I thought it was a very unique year. Uh, for the industry and for record releases and uh, you know h- how I think in a lot of ways this year has been kind of like a um, a pivotal year and kind of marketing a change in the industry. Let's go. Um, Let's go. So I'm very curious to hear what you guys think. And, and uh, anyway, to, to talk about this, these albums and, and your opinions and your favorites. Cool. So yeah, on my end, I'm going to try bits and um, 60% <laughs> might fall. These guys will maybe, I'd say if I do 10 bits, you guys will go along with six of them. Two of them will work and two of them will just kind of be like in a, in a Zoom message, like a Zoom chat, like, hey, let's let's keep moving on a little bit, you know? So that's what's coming from me. This Charlie's got some hard hitting stuff. I'm just letting you know that I'm going to be doing some improv uh, over the course of this show just to get a little... Uh, what, what are you leaning into this episode, Chris? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't really come in with a plan. Maybe, um, maybe well, my plan trying, was to improvise. So probably that's, trying that's... really hard to make sure that you feel um, like your bits landed well. That's so that, not, that, yeah, that's appreciated. I think Good I'll plan. probably, I'll probably take a supportive role in that. And, um, <laughs> You know, I really, I really like to to push Chuck to to develop whatever ideas he's got here on, on the music industry. Um, so I think I'm just so going to be kind of a, a supportive uh, a role today. All right, I like it. Uh, so then back to Chuck talking about the music industry. If it looks like I'm not paying attention, it's because I'm trying to think of the next bit. I'm, I'm not bored or anything. I'm just have I I will run out of material soon. Yeah. Because I have a couple of ideas, but I'll run. I've already gone through a few of them. You this are a ticking time. This off. is one of them, what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so we're already one down. So if it looks like I check out, it's just because I'm the, the wheels are turning. Yeah, you're way. just coordinating, coordinating the next bit. Dude, think and I think it's characters, you know. And dude, I think it's, you know, I'm just telling you right now, I think it's successful. You know what you've got going on these bits. I'm already on board. So the, it's a light. We got a light tone. We've established kind of a goofy mood. We're having fun. That's true. Um, yeah, I'm. Well, I'm. I'm. I'm happy that we established the goofy mood this early on. I was just finished up watching the goofy movie, so <laughs> I'm in that sort of mood. That's the second bit. Um, <laughs> All right, that was a that was a three out of ten. Okay, right. so not not living up to the supportive role so far. <laughs> Actually, maybe I'll take more of a critical role. <laughs> I, that would not be a bad idea. Okay, yeah, because it almost seems more like if I tell a joke and it's it's not funny. Yeah, yeah. If you start being like Jake, you're the fucking you're the king. Like, it's gonna come off as, as okay. Fit. Yeah. So I'll like challenge you a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah, I can yeah. do that. <laughs> I'll also mention because we should probably start playing it. Uh, we're just gonna play our songs kind of in the background here. 
yeah, we compiled all of our all of our songs into uh, a playlist. So let's get it rolling. And then let's check in um, every couple minutes or so and just see like, hey, what's playing and who picked this one and all that nonsense, right? Yeah. Sounds great. So what's the strategy here? Do we want to go 10, 10, 10, 9, 9, 9, 8, 8, 8, 8 or do we want to go 10 to 1, 10 to 1, 10 to 1? 10 to 1, I think is. Yeah. Oh, person. okay. So per- each each person going. But 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 could work actually. Fuck I think, it. Let's. Well, what, about what 10, do you 10, think? 10? Uh, I like 10 to 1. I think okay. I like we, 10 we did 10 to 1 last year. Chris. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We just kind of just kind of busted through it and then talked about it. I think that's a good. Yeah. Good way to go. Back in the old days, man, we used to do 10 10 9 9 8 8 and that was we didn't go into the studio to do those. We were doing that at Santa Claus studio. Yeah. Yeah. Space, man. Two two or 3 hour, you know, in, in the studio just put drunk in the time. as fuck by the end of the 3 hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's behind the curtain stuff. That's just uh, all, all right. That's so all what, what do we got? What's listening? What are we listening to now? What we got playing? This is a um, this is a song by Howdy called Blindsided. I really love their album True Love this year. Um, so that's 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 where that's where this is coming from. Um, all right. It's funny this year. I I started off the year so during COVID. I definitely listened to a lot of like like I think the Beatles were in my top five on Spotify. Like Bob Dylan. Last year, yeah. A lot of like um, yeah. This is 2020. Um, a lot of like chill stuff that I know I didn't really branch out to anything new. It kind of like stuck with what I knew and loved. So I think this year as things kind of started to open up, I could handle a little more adventure. Uh, I think I kind of struck a balance between like some easy listening stuff like Howdy and then also branching out to other genres like hip hop and, and, and stuff like that, um, that I, that I usually love, or, you know, some, some albums like that squid album and stuff like that. Some things that require a a bit more, uh, effort to, to get through in in a great way. Um, yeah. So I think that, that, that kind of appears on my list a little bit. In, I think in terms of my year of listening last year was my big UK year where I was kind of obsessed with everything coming out of the UK (laughs) this year in 2020, not reflective of my list. This fucking God, this Siri thing. I know we dealt with this on the other show, but this Siri <laughs> thing keeps popping up. <laughs> All right, we can't hear it, so that's good. I know, but it just it stops everything on my end, and I just cannot move forward without. Were you okay. gonna say this was your big Australia year? Yeah, so this was a big Australia. Year. So my list doesn't necessarily reflect that because there weren't too many Australian indie records that came out this year. It was, 2020 was a big year for it. And I've mentioned this to Chris too. I think this was a slow year for records because I think a lot of the bands that we're into, these like bands that are just starting out, they took 2021 just to tour nonstop. Mm. And they didn't even want to go on a studio. They just wanted to be back out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, in terms of my music listening, it was God, the fucking Siri thing. God damn it. Um, <laughs> I don't know what triggers it. What am I saying? I'm not saying it. God. All right. Cut that out. Um, uh, <laughs> this was my big year for Spotify radio. I, I'm, I've generally always been a, uh, I just listened to track one to track 12, 13, 14, whatever on a record, always just all the way through. But this year I did dive more into like, hey, I like this band. I'm going to listen to their radio. And then that kind of like expanded me to find another okay, bands okay. and stuff. So it wasn't as much of a, a year that I was digging a lot of new music, like, recent music but certainly like exploring new bands through a lot of that spotify radio and stuff so that was the changes in my uh music consumption in 2020 jake i will ask you uk last year australia this year where are we thinking where are we thinking next year india indie we're going india indie oh yeah. my god okay yeah 
Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Here we got, uh, this is a uh, national language. This is a song across the fine line. Okay. This okay. is a great track. I think this was a lead single maybe, but it's really good. All right, Charlie, what, tell us about your year of listening and then dive into your list. Let's not get to the music industry stuff yet. Let's hold that on. Cause we got, we got to get the CPMs up. We got to get people here in the ads. Cause I sure. know we're sticking around for that. What's funny, um, man. I was, I was going to comment on this song, which I think is a great pick. Um, I, I would have, if I was so close to choosing Nation of Language, but I saw that you had already had added them and I was going to put on uh, Grey Commute, which I just think is a fucking a good one. excellent song. But yeah, they're a really cool band. They're from Brooklyn. I'm actually friends with somebody who used to be in a band with two of the members of Nation of Language. My he friend Nick. Yeah, he was on the show. He did a, an episode about the Strokes with yeah. us. And he is, he was in a band called the Static Jacks. Now he has his own project called Rec Sports, which is great. Um, but these guys, uh, Ian and Michael from Nation of Language used to be in a band with him. And I just love what they're doing. I love their 80s sound, the synth sounds. It's very Joy Division. It's very craft work. Mm, and the songs great. are really, yeah. And the songs are really good, like written beautifully. I love the production. It's kind of minimalist, very atmospheric. I think this is a great pick, dude. So um, I think they're yeah. great live too. They, like Ian puts on an amazing live show. The guy's just an energy machine. Yeah, he's 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 so fantastic. Energy. Totally agree. I've seen them twice now, and uh, would love to see them again. And just think they're really awesome. I've seen, I, I've, I've seen them three. They were my first band, my first concert back. Uh, post really? post uh post 2020 and it was their first show back too and it was my first show back and it was like a great experience and oh, they opened cool. with the song tournament which she says like i've been waiting such a long long time and i like that line never like clicked with me until like i heard it live and we were in the room and we all mm -hmm. have been waiting such a long long time i was like that's awesome <laughs> yeah dude i mean seriously you know there's a there's a, a palpable energy when you get back and you see live shows again and and that, you know, one of the bands that I put on my list, and we don't have to play them now, we'll play them eventually, but Glass Animals, they were the first band or act, I guess, that I saw when I was, you know, after COVID, when I started going to live shows again. And it took me a minute to kind of get back into the, the groove and mm -hmm. the feeling of it because I was, it was such a jam-packed show. It was outdoors. It was like 90 degrees. It was so hot. You know, and you're miserable, but you have never been happier to be miserable. It's kind of the best way I could describe it. It's like, I'm jam-packed, I can't move, I'm sweating my balls off, and I'm having a blast. And so it's kind of that cool feeling of like, you've never been so happy to be like jammed, you know, like sardine cans um, up, up with other people, just kind of all like vibing as one crowd, one unit to an act. It's a really cool thing. And mm. so, yeah. Sure. Um, so anyway, but yeah, I, I, uh, I'm excited to share my, to share my list. Are we just going to play the songs and then just kind of like go from one to the next, or should we click one we of my songs? To it. I feel like we just listen to it on shuffle in the background. It's just a lot of like work of listening to 10 seconds of a song. If we do every one, I don't know if you agree or disagree. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, fine that's with fine. me. So we can just talk about glass animals, which one of the songs that I chose was deja vu, which I think is an awesome single from them. And they kind of blew up um, this year. They had a song called Heat Waves that I think has half a billion streams on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, um, was, that was a big song. 
Yeah, that song was huge. And that's a, there's a, they're another band that I think like is really interesting because the the main guy in the band writes all the songs mm-hmm. and basically does everything. But then when he goes out on tour, he's like, this is the band. And you're like, well, it's mainly just you, but it's nice that you're giving them credit. And I always think of that as an interesting thing. Like, I think a lot of artists who are one individual sure. prefer when they go out and they're, you know, they're glass animals, they're a band, you know, and he's like, this is the band, we're a band. And I think there's a lot of cachet in that with an audience, you know, it's better to be like, oh, this is, this guy's in a group as opposed to he is the main songwriter. He does everything. Right. And everybody else is kind of just window dressing, touring musicians, which almost feels like the case with Glass Animals. Mm-hmm. And there's another band that I was thinking of where I was thinking like, it's the same thing with that band as well. Oh, Tame Impala, same thing. Right. Tame Impala is one dude, Ooh. basically. But yet he's always out there. You know, this is the band, you know, we're excited to be back. We, we are so happy. It's all we, 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 but it's right. like, that's just your project. <laughs> I I introduced my mom to Tame Impala and she liked the music a lot, but she more so than complimenting the music. She likes the uh, she likes to comment on the picture of Kevin Parker on his Spotify uh, profile page and likes to mention how cute he is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Kevin, Kevin's a cutie. I could see that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. His picture is so moody. <laughs> yeah, I guess like that's why I was like, that's what you're into, huh? All right. It's like staring off in the distance, you know. Beard, long hair. Weird yeah, lights. beard, long hair, weird. Your, lights. your dad, your dad should let his let his hair age. He was he, he, he went the, the Benjamin Franklin flow. <laughs> <his hair> <laughs> uh, I can see it. I can see it right now. Uh, so what's uh, playing now? What 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 what's this? This is a little Vince Staples. I really, really, this really great, like man. this this self-titled album that he came out with this year. Um, it's on definitely, definitely high up on my list. Um, so Chuck, talking about Glass Animals, is that your number ten, or is that just is that this on there? Uh, yeah, I, that's towards the top. I, I c- couldn't decide, but I, I I would put that at like eight or nine, basically. Okay, no, okay. definitely so not in the top. So, so you're not, you're not, you don't have a rigid list here. No, I mean, I would put them. Yeah, I have a top five, and then the oh, beyond okay. that. Oh, okay, I like that. Okay, because I, I did yeah, top. We could 10, definitely put them and at then 10. eleven to twenty, no order. But you did one to five, and then five to ten, no order. Yeah, these are the kind of things that a text conversation would have cleaned up. <laughs> yeah, any sort of planning at all. You really. could definitely yeah. put Glass Animals at ten for me, though. For so, sure. Okay. So right. pretty funny that we were having the conversation about 10, 10, 10, 9, 9, 9, 8, 8, 8 in the beginning, but all the while, Charlie, you did not have a 10 and 9 and 8. I would have just picked one of the top, <laughs> yeah, one of the top, you know, 6 to 10. I just would have been like, yeah, this one, they're 10. So do you want to hit us with your general 9, 8, 7, 6? Sure, sure. Well, I, it's funny because I would love to hear you talk about Vince Staples a little bit more, but yeah, for me, so for me, I have Glass Animals, Dreamland, as number 10. Um, I also have um, uh, Daddy's Home by St. Vincent as Ooh. number nine. Um, and the song on the playlist is Down. I just really thought this was a really cool, funky, groovy record. Um, I have a The Off Season by J. Cole. Um, Great record. At number eight. I'm not even a huge rap guy, but I love J. Cole. I forgot about that album completely. Wow. People it's make fun weird. of me all the time. Little John in the beginning is so insane. Yeah. Put your hood up. Put your hood so up. So good. So good. Incredible. The energy that he brings. 
Yeah. Um, and people make fun of me all the time. You know, my brother's like, oh, you know, you like conscious rap. And uh, and there's some truth to that, I suppose. Um, but I've always liked J. Cole because I just feel like he, it, you know, he's so about the words and the lyrics and, you know, the beats are always great, but he crams so much lyricism mm. into his songs and you kind of can't help but marvel at his penmanship and efficiency. And then uh, if we're doing, uh, you know, six and seven, uh, you can kind of give that to two of either records. Uh, I have Houses Burning by Isaiah Rashad, which is an amazing rap album. Um, and then Collapsed in Sunbeams by Arlo Parks. Collapsed in Sunbeams, nice. as you guys probably know, is like, seems to me to be the uniform, uh, like one of the best albums of the year in yeah. Pitchfork Stereo Gum. Um, Mercury, she won the Mercury Prize. And she won the Mercury Prize. And she's an, I mean, that album is excellent. Mm. Um, and so I, I suppose it's not a cool pick to pick her because everybody's picking her. But she is like an amazing young British artist who has hip hop, soul, um, pop, jazz, all kind of collapsed into mm. one record. And she's got a beautiful voice. And she kind of strikes me as very similar to some other people that, um, you know, kind of have emerged from that scene. Georgia Smith, Cleo Soul, like the, you know, I guess neo soul movement that mm -hmm. is coming out of both here and also the UK. And I think has really like alongside rap, just really risen in popularity in the streaming era. Hmm. Now we were texting about this record. Um, and we, oh, mentioned that we won that it won the Mercury prize. And I had a little bit of a joke in that text thread for sure. Uh, Charlie gave me a ha ha, I believe, but it was crickets from Chris's end. <laughs> I must miss uh, it. So I'd love to kind of get the get the get the gut reaction here. Uh, I said, "Do you think Stormy Stormzy calls the Mercury Prize the Murky Prize?" Oh, I did like that. I did like that. I did see that. I can't believe I didn't comment. Yeah, nothing uh, from your end. Uh, you were the more. Oh yeah, I mean, the target audience for that was loose for sure. But, um, no, I mean, I'll hit you with a six and a half out of ten for that one. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Chris is really I'm leaning saying. into the critical. You yeah, know, yeah. Bit of sure. bits role on this pod. Which yeah, I respect. I hope, I hope you don't mind me trying to just take kind of an objective, you know. No, I mean, that's why we're here, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you've had a year to, to workshop some of this stuff. I'm hoping, you know, that you're really, that you're bringing some seven, eights, nines, you know. Yeah, I mean, and y'all know I'm uh, I'm quitting my job and I'm, I'm getting into sketch comedy. Uh, <laughs> but like, I need the, uh, the the feedback. Yeah, oh yeah. I've got this great sketch right now. Two dudes looking at a calendar. Uh, and then one guy says, yeah, wait, wait what, what's tomorrow? And the other guy says, hey, flip the page, pal. Wait. Flip the page. What's tomorrow? Because it's the last day of the month. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, all right. Netflix we'll have to work. Netflix is going <laughs> to fucking lose their minds off this. Oh, you're thinking a full-blown series? Oh, Tim oh, Robinson status, baby. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, Okay, all right. I'll do the hot dog up my sleeve thing. All I don't right. give a fuck. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, we'll have to workshop that one out. You know bit. his famous you can't skip lunch joke? I wrote one that's about how you can't skip dinner. That's that's actually really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but then I have the tag on because it's like, well, because then you got to go to bed. You know, like I, that's like the, the tag on it. Yeah, end, like, right. Like the big line. got to go to bed after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think there's some potential there. I'm going to hit you with a two out of ten. <laughs> what, on the calendar sketch or the dinner sketch? Uh, I'm just generally. Okay. 
All right. Only way to only place to go is uh is up. So yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, Charlie, keep going, pal. So you guys want me to keep going through to my uh, one through five? Wait, I think you just listed four: Glass Animals, Arlo Parks. I listed uh, my my bottom. Yeah, Cole, Cole. Six to ten. Yeah. Who's the last? And Saint Vincent. Oh, Saint Vincent. Right, 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 right. You know, I didn't listen to that Saint Vincent album one time. I don't know why. It's good. I, it's good. I, I got it. I gotta listen it's to it. really cool and you should definitely start with the song that i put on the playlist down which i think okay. is the best song from okay. that album it's very like bowie fame mm, you know it's camp it's camp <laughs> very are you, camp? With camp? <laughs> are you familiar with camp no no the concept of camp no i don't really know but i just know that this record is very camp <laughs> well you don't know what it is that's an actual it's, well that's kind of the fun about camp is that it's very hard to describe it's an aesthetic that's very hard to describe it's like kitschy kind of yeah like campy like if something is yeah. campy okay yeah. okay i know what that is okay got so it, it's got it. it's this album apparently is very camp okay okay um you know what you know what i someone told me that campy means um distasteful in a charming way that's yeah. that's kind of how i think of it yeah. like kind of corny in a way that makes you like it more yeah i'm down for that there's a big there's like some designer or something made a like a wrote a paper about like the hundred tenets of the, like what makes something camp and oh. i read it and i don't remember any of it but yeah I remember being like, oh, that. cool <laughs> huh. um what song we got here this is isaiah isaiah rashab very nice all right yeah so what are you thinking uh what do you think of five to ten chuck oh you mean one to five Five to yes. five to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five to one, one. Five, right. five to one. So for for me, um, you, you know, uh, this was an album that I um, I, I feel like I put it on this list because of the strength of a couple songs. But I would put five Chet Faker low. I've always liked Chet Faker, but there's a bunch of songs off of this new album, Hotel Surrender, that I just think is are awesome, especially Low, which was probably my favorite song of last year. And uh, worth listening to him if you guys don't know him. He's super cool. I think he's also a DJ, but does his own kind of musical project under Chet Faker on the side. He's from Australia, Jake, so you automatically have, a, have an in there. Um, and just the other songs, the other singles he released from this album, um, uh, Whatever Tomorrow and Get High are incredible songs. And then for number four, I would put Lil Sims, Sometimes I Might Be Introvert, another nice. top list for a lot, of, um, nice. a lot of magazines and music blogs. She's like this kid, basically. I think she's 20, 21, but she's an incredible rapper. I think she would maybe fall into almost like the grime scene, just the, the way that she raps and a lot of the beats. Mm. She has a very kind of Afro-Caribbean influence to her stuff. I just think she's so good. She's got an incredible career. I think she was an actress as well before she started making music. Wow. She's epic and excellent. And then let's get to my top three here. Um, so number one, excuse me, number three album, I'm gonna go with Shenanigans Nightclub by Goose. They are a jam band. I know that may not be your thing, oh, but I cool. really love their style. And they're from Norwalk, Connecticut, which is 15 minutes from where I grew up. And then for number two, um, I would put uh, Loving and Stereo by Jungle. I just think Jungle is so underrated. They're such an incredible collective from England. And then my number one is uh, Silk Sonic, which I just think wow. is kind of 
the it's the kind of album that like we just needed at the end of the wow. coronavirus pandemic and i like it because it's so funny it's not just good it's not just funny it's not just retro it's not just throwback it's a pairing of two super popular huge artists and they're like we're gonna have a good time we're gonna fuck around but we're gonna do it in a serious way <laughs> and try our hardest and uh every song on that album i just think is really good and oh, i think sweet. that the pitchfork pitchfork review which was like oh you know we expected more from these two giant talents was very snooty and i was like fuck you guys you you can't you know have a laugh and enjoy yourself because this i just loved the like tongue-in-cheek kind of wink wink tone of it mm -hmm. and i thought it was very a, a really like occupies a space in music that i don't feel like you see a lot oh that's really cool so yeah, that's my top ten. Now I'm excited to hear your guys' top tens. I think that's a great that's a great list, Charlie. And there's also a ton on that list that I need to listen to. I just got around to the Little Sims album last week because it was on like every single list, and I was like, oh man, I already gotta gotta dig into this. I, I really it's so like good. Jungle, I've literally never listened to. Uh, Goose, I've only dabbled in slightly, so definitely gave me some homework here for sure. Goose is a cool band, and this is the last thing I'll say on my list. But Goose is a cool band because. They were not famous before the pandemic. They were selling out tiny, you know, tiny little venues. Oh, wow. And then during the pandemic, they did a bunch of shows, mostly outdoor, and they recorded all of them and like uploaded them for free to YouTube. So there's these like two and a half hour concerts in crystal clear high def oh, cameras. Wow. And the audio is excellent. And they're like free jam band shows that you can just watch on YouTube. And I think that kind of like, we're for the people, we're not about yeah. the money, here's our stuff. It really endeared them to a lot of like fans of other jam bands like Fish and Humphreys McGee and stuff like that. And so now they have a big following. And I would say they're like probably the hottest jam band on the rise in the country. So, and they're really cool. And the, the lead guitar player is just, fucking incredible like he's so good seems rick maritanda or something he's an absolutely astoundingly good guitarist so awesome. worth checking out their stuff and again like lcd sound system i think they're even better live so worth checking them out online very nice i'll definitely do that jake i can't hear you bud yeah jake you're muted is it a siri issue is this a bit <laughs> is this, a, is this not, a bit? <laughs> Jake says that it is not a bit. All right, he's rejoining the meeting. Well, why don't we wait for him by... What song is this? Is this a you song, Chris? No, this is Middle Kids, which I think Jake is a fan of. Um, Middle Kids. So I'll let, I'll, let him, I'll let him talk to that. Um, so your first show back was which? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now, buddy. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got you now. It just stopped. I wish that was a bit. That would have been the best one. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just stopped working. This remind that reminded me of when you were in uh when you were in California. I don't remember. You're in Santa Barbara and like at one point in the a pod, we were doing an Octor Monkeys pod, you just were like And you completely froze, and Chris and I were like, Jake, hello, are you there? And yeah, well, just, you dude, froze it forever. In those days, it was like, I had just terrible Wi-Fi everywhere I was, so all those episodes came out so bad, just <laughs> constantly glitching. 
but well what i was gonna ask was you mentioned the time you like the timing of silk sonic do you because they held on to that for a while yeah do you think it would have been better if they released it earlier or held on to it more or you think like that was that was the right move no this I wanted is definitely i would have loved it earlier but i think they released it at a great time it's weird it's not really a fall album i think of it much more as a summer album you know you're on the beach or you're whatever hanging out blasting driving down the highway with your friends or whatever you're at a you know friend's party it's definitely more of a, an album that i feel like would be more conducive to summer environments but i like that they waited until the pandemic was most you know it's definitely not over but it's better now than it used to be i can go inside to a restaurant show proof of vaccination and sit down and take off my mask and not put it back on until i you know go somewhere else and uh i also just think it like came at a great time like what else was coming out in the last few weeks that everybody was listening to it was like sad adele music you know so i, I just like and and like they're performing on these awards shows because we're now heading into grammys and award season you know grammy awards and i think they played at the soul train awards or something um amas so like they're getting out there and they're doing these performances because it's very visual too with the suits and the dance moves. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. there's never a bad time, I don't think. Hmm. Uh, do you, I think, you think Bruno Mars is bringing the word bitch back or what? <laughs> this bitch got me I love that, he's making, dude. He's, ma he's making the word bitch cool again. This bitch. Yeah, that, that, that's my favorite dude, song. I think too. about that so much. It's like, they had to have a conversation about that line. Like the band had to been like, do we want to say, do we want to <laughs> cut the music and say this bitch in like yeah. all the fucking Siri thing, dude, if this happens again. <laughs> can you yeah. still hear me when it pops up? Yeah, yeah, we can still hear you. Cause everything, when I, when it comes up, everything's gone. That is, that is awful. It is really annoying. Cause it also takes like 10 seconds to go away too. It's like, it's just- I have to click the X every time. It's just bad, it's just a bad system. Well, I'm gonna about to use the Bruno Mars's words on this fucking Siri thing, dude. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna start saying that word now, and then I'm gonna like say like, oh, Bruno's words, not mine. <laughs> you guys are not on board for that one, so that's a no, that's no. A I like that. I like that one. I'm actually gonna hit that one with a seven. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, I like that one. All right, um, uh, Chris, do you want to go next? Or you want me to go next? I'll pop it in. I'll I'll, I'll pop my yeah, my, my it, ten King. in real real quick. Um, so, I guess maybe I'll just throw some out there that didn't make the list. Although my nine and ten were a rotating door the last two weeks as I was revisiting everything. Um, but I'd like to give a special shout out to Avlov, Snail Mail, Dry Cleaning, Home Is Where, uh, Baby Keem, Great Big Pile of Leaves, and Modest Mouse. So those nice. are, those are some that didn't that didn't make it on here. And then, I was at a bar uh, yesterday and the world at large came on and I really? was trying to focus on other things because I didn't want to tear up. That's a yeah, that's an emotional bar song. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Baby Keem made it on on Jake's list. That's right. By the way, that song is also one that I would have considered because just it was like a cultural moment. I certainly want to talk about that song that I put on the playlist. Um, yeah, but we'll 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 let well when we get to it, um, we'll, well, we can talk about it. But oh, you're, you're talking about song of the year. So I'll see you some of the year. Um, all right, yeah. So my number ten was Katie Kirby. Came out with a really good, kind of like a, I guess like an indie, just straight up indie rock album um, earlier this year. It's kind of the first thing I jammed on from like January to March before a lot of stuff started coming out. Really, really good. Um, I didn't know she made music. I thought she was just on the news. 
You said Katie Couric, right? Uh, no, no, Katie Kirby. Oh, got it. That's a good one. I'll I'll throw, <laughs> I'll, I'll hit you with a seven five. Oh that. shit! Yeah, let's go, this bitch. You see who you got? There we go. Bruno. Yeah. Uh, all right, number nine. I'm gonna put that Squid album. That was my early number one, and again, that was that album came out pretty early in the year. Um, you know, I, that album is insane. Um, it really reminds me, I think, of like some mix between like Talking Heads and Pink Floyd. I like how weird it is. Um, the parts that groove groove so hard, and I love that. Um, you know, I, Jake and I just got tickets to go see them. I think, right? Is that Squid? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that. Yeah, should I tell the story about the getting the tickets first? <laughs> the yeah, tickets let's... went on sale at 10 a.m. on Friday. And I told my brother, my brother texted me earlier in the week and said that like, they were going on sale. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's try to get tickets. So then we, I was like, you get the, you try to go for music hall of Williamsburg. I'll try to get the one in Manhattan the night after, see how we do. My brother texted me at 9.50. He's like, yo, I just got tickets. I was like, wait, how'd they, they're not on sale yet. And like, he must've gotten a, a resale of a pre-sale or something. <laughs> pre-sale, resale? And he bought, and he yeah. paid $88 for the tickets. And then wild. 10 minutes later, I just went onto the website at 10 a.m. and got two tickets for $22. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told him, I was like, I was like, because uh, I was like, oh, I wanted to get one for Chris. So I just went in and got some more. And he's like, oh, how much were the, how, how much did you pay then? I was like, um, uh, do you want to, do you want to know? <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, how much? I was like, well, it's $22 face. He's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't go pre-sale, resale. That's just... I didn't even know pre-sale. Pre-sale, pre-sale. <laughs> but is that, is that the only way that you could buy, that could have happened, right? I hey, guess hey, so, yeah. Four, 4X face 10 minutes before they go on sale. Is yeah. It was pre-sale and they resold them, which that's a smart move, dude, because like by that seller. I guess so. I guess it is. I mean, it worked. It did. This is Lil Sims, by the way, Chris. Just Very nice. Lots to like about about this this album. But, yeah, uh, I put this album on straight through on Friday. We're uh, going through some work in the afternoon, and it was it was real nice. I was I was grooving along. I love it. Yeah, Squid is. You guys loved. Uh, so you're saying Squid was the one that reminded you of Talking Heads? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I have um, to get more into them. That was definitely the most interesting, best <laughs> concert I've seen this year. I think LCD Sound System on Wednesday was definitely the most fun. Yeah. But uh, Squid was like, they put on such a great fucking live show. That's why I was like dying to, I was really wishing they were going to come back to New York at the end of the tour, which is exactly what they're doing. Because they sold out the Mercury Lounge and then Baby's All Right, two nights in a row in New York. And then now they're playing at Music Hall. And I think it's, is it Webster? I think it's Bowery. Bowery? That's so, a like, huge upgrade. Yeah. yeah. But dude, like it's they they should they should have hit they, they should have hit those venues. Yeah, they should have hit those venues the first time around for sure. Yeah. Mercury Lounge but, was way too small. But literally, dude, like that the, the first show they played in the U.S. was that one in Philly the night before I saw them, and then That's like crazy. this was the second. So like I, I don't even know if like no one I didn't know how good the show was gonna be. I didn't think anyone else in the U.S. that knew how good this show was gonna be, and now everyone's like regretting putting them at these small venues. They had no faith in it, but now they're selling out everyone and like people are going nuts. Yeah, they could have done Brooklyn Seal, you're right. They definitely could have. Um I know I know Charlie, you, you mentioned when it first came out that it was a little like a little like spacey kind of for you. And I do think, you know, initially I really loved that, but I think over the year I listened to the album less because because of that. Like I think if it was more straight up 
just songs i probably would have just like churned through the yeah. album more but i only yeah. listened to it a few times because i i needed the full you know hour or whatever to listen to the whole thing it's definitely that kind of album um, i've heard them described as weirdo punk i that that's that's accurate <laughs> between um, resale pre-sale and weirdo punk i'm learning some great fucking terms right it's not now. a resale pre-sale it's pre-sale resale <laughs> pre-sale resale yeah <laughs> <laughs> a resale pre-sale is a whole i don't even know how you would make that happen um <laughs> pre-sale uh, resale is just the funniest thing ever. <laughs> um uh, my number eight album is so my um I, my like top artist this year was actually was modest mouse ended up being which was confusing but i listened to a ton of mf doom at the top of the year mm-hmm. um and the album i dug into most was mad villain after i had always wanted to get into mf doom i had listened to him here and there but then after he passed away like suddenly around this time last year um i just really like went for it and, and dug into his catalog for a while and i love i fell in love with madlib as a result who does who did a lot of production for mf doom um and he just does a ton of good production in general um he had an album this year called sound ancestors that's largely instrumental but um it's just really really awesome um this year in general, I definitely listened to a lot of instrumental music with wrapping up grad school and stuff. So th- that was a really good album. So that's yeah, my like number Krong eight. Bin. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Krong Bin's amazing. So um, ki- kind of similar vein, but more production heavy. Mm. And then uh, number seven, Parquet Courts, um, Sympathy for Life. Really like that album. Um, it's a little weirder. It's a little spacier. It's a little more jammy than, than their other stuff. But um, I really, really loved it. I know Jake went and saw them and was kind of freaked out. <laughs> Underwhelmed. I, I didn't know that. Really, I didn't really like. I didn't really like their live show that much. Dude, you could be a music talent scout. The amount of shows that you see, I'm it like blows me away. How many bands you're like? Oh yeah, I saw them. That is well, awesome. I, I I seek out a lot of shows on my own, and then I basically say yes whenever anyone offers me a ticket to any concert. Mm. That's so a good that's way to go I about it. it. Yeah, me and that Chris back thing. in the day, we would just buy tickets to any show and we would always just buy two and then just go with each other to, so we would there was times when we were going to a show like a week <laughs> just yeah like random shit dude that is one thing like living in hoboken now it's that definitely is not as easy which is so be like that's the awesome part about living in new york i guess is what i would say is that like you can just like oh yeah tuesday night show i'll just go to that like why would yeah. i not yeah. Um, yeah so yeah but trying trying to get Maybe that'll be a goal for for next year. Just trying to go to as many shows as I can. Uh, this is a little uh, this is narrator. Sweet. I love uh, this song. This song is insane. It's the I best. will say I, I I press next when the ending part. I don't yeah. I don't I do not like the ending of this song. It's too long and it's annoying. I usually press next when like they just start yelling at the end. I love the guitar. Like the guitar lick in this verse is so weird and good. Like part. Uh, it's it's just crazy. So good. So creative and good. Um, okay, so Parquet Courts, number seven. Number six, I had Alchemist, who's another producer. Um, he came out with a bunch this year, but he came out with two, I guess they're either short albums or EPs called This Thing of Ours. I just put them on here as one album. Um, there was a part one and part two. A lot of like Earl Sweatshirt, Navy Blue, um, you know, that whole crew, Mike and, and all those kind of rappers from New York City um really really good album there's there's quite a bit of odd future pe- peppered into my list here but uh yeah. Earl, earl's on a few 
of the Alchemist songs from this thing of ours. Really, really good rap album. Definitely, definitely. Our future generation two. Gen Gen two, yeah, I would say. Um, number five. For so I am. This is I think the one of the most underrated albums of the year. But that Bleachers album was so good. I I feel like it kind of got like panned weirdly. Um, yeah. I've never been a Bleachers. It fan. did. It did. Yeah, it, it was strange. I don't know if because he because Jack Antonoff is everywhere with like Taylor Swift and, and everything right now. And you know, he's producing so much that people just didn't want to like give him the time of day. But um, I loved that Bleachers album. It, it's it's so good. Uh, I still I'm surprised. To I was surprised. I was shocked when I looked at your list. I was shocked to see it on there. I didn't know you were a big Bleachers guy, but I'm really not. Kind of like like took you took you by surprise. Yeah, like even it's still. I, I still don't really like their, his old albums that much. Um, this one, you know, really hits. I, I, I love Bruce Springsteen, and I think this is so such a such a Bruce album. All of his albums yeah. are, but this one it does it does it really well. The singles um, are incredible. That's like what initially got me, kind of pulled me in. But yeah, really really good album. Um, and then number four was Courtney Barnett. Um, love her to death. Number three was Howdy. Love her. Um, Howdy's really, really good. If you haven't listened to them, another kind of underrated album from this year. They just made like a really, really good indie record. They're from Austin, Texas. I think this is their fourth album, fifth. Um, I have to check them out because I really like the song that played. It's, yeah, it's that was the that was the one that played at the that top was the of the first show, song. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that song was so good. It's cool. They're um, they're they're probably like two or three years older than us, but they um, they were the kind that would like, like they said that they would kind of. I'll skip this part of the song <laughs> yeah thank you that's the part that i get annoyed by they would like smoke weed and write songs from like 1 a.m to 4 a.m like that was kind of their process this is howdy um and then you know recently they started families like that some few of them have kids a few of them are married now um and they said that they kind of have stopped smoking weed and now drink coffee in the morning and write songs and you could totally right. hear that's you could cool. like hear there's less murkiness less like somber um you know, vibes and the, the new album's like kind of bright and, and it's really, it's really, really good. So I recommend that Howdy album. That's my number three. Number two is Vince Staples. Uh, I know we talked about the, self, the self-title briefly before, but I love Vince Staples. And I think this album is produced by uh, Kenny Beats. And it's That's just cool. really- smooth. Always a win. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a smooth, nice, chill record. Love it so much. Start to finish, it's short. Um, so that's my number two. And number one, Tyler, the creator. Uh, call me when you get lost really really good um so yeah that that's my number one it's just it's just tyler being tyler and i feel like we're so lucky to to be alive when he's doing his thing because he's just like one of the best um, that's interesting i was looking at your list in the spotify thing uh and i wasn't sure whether you went 10 to 1 or 1 to 10 because i saw tyler on there first and i wasn't sure if that was your number one or if that was your number 10 i assumed it was your number 10 so then i put in mine songs 10 to 1 oh did you i didn't even notice uh yeah no th- yeah that was um that that's my number one also call me if you get lost dj drama says call me when you get lost throughout the album i think that's really cool. yeah he just hilarious. says he just keeps changing what it's called throughout that's but funny. uh uh so where do you rank that against uh, igor i think it's and flower boy i think it's the best Tyler. i think album. it's better than flower boy but i think igor igor is close. so amazing i love yeah. igor i mean it's just different like it, it's yeah. it, they're definitely different but um this just feels like the most like fully actualized. I love like, you know, this album would have never been so good without Igor. Like I think the fact that he went full that like, 
creative, melodic R&B direction, um, you know, allowed him to arrive at Call Me If You Get Lost, which is like this rap heavy, but still very melodic, so well thought out, um, you know, just definitely like a very good artist in his prime. I was showing somebody my list yesterday and, the, and Tyler, the creator, was in my, I'll, I'll spoil it, he's in my on my 11 to 20. And she was like, you know, I just don't like to, I don't like listen to him because it's all just like violence and about like fucking girls and stuff. And I'm like, it's not anymore at all. <laughs> yeah, it's really like, not. not even, it's really, he let that go and he's so much better now. Yeah. Like there's one point in Igor where he kills somebody and they do like a sound effect of a gun. And I was like, that's, you should not have done that. This album is so good without that. Like, especially, I mean, you can say it, but the sound effects of the machine gun, I was like, you don't need it in there. But call me if you get lost. It's like. He's not even touching any of that stuff that like mm -hmm. he used to, right? The shit that got him banned from England. Right? Yeah. Didn't that like just get lifted? Yeah, I think I think last year this year, yeah. Oh, Chuck, you alright? Yeah, hey, you good, buddy? Just knocked my my pop filter. Oh off. no way! It's gonna be pop city now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that that's my list. Um, all right, nice. Good good year, uh, I think. Very hip hop list, I think. Yeah, this year, I, I don't I don't know why. Um, I definitely have been listening to a lot of hip hop, but it's weird. I didn't phase too heavily into everything. Like my, I think my top Spotify song was only played like 21 times or something. Like, I feel like I was very all over the place. So this list was a bit tough to put together, but I really, there was so much good stuff this year. And uh, yeah. My top song was played 81 times. Okay. <laughs> Want to talk about someone who takes things like, who gets obsessed with things and like take things too far all like constantly. That's an example. Well, I feel like yeah, I feel, you you definitely really get into phases. I, I love that. It's cool. I do too, though, Jake. Like, Nora, my partner, she's always playing playlists, and it's just like different song after different song. When I'm into a band, it seems like the same way with you. I just play them over and over well, and over for right, weeks. Right. So, like on my my like top tracks, like so, my top listen band was Do Nothing. They don't have a record out, um, so yeah. like I didn't. There wasn't anything for me just to crush, right? So I usually play their songs on shuffle. But then like Spacey Jane was my second most. And uh, then like, so my top listened to song of theirs was Good For You, and then this, which is the first track on the record. And then my second most listened to song by them was the second song on the record. And my third most listened to song was the third song on the record. Like, you know, it's just like, yeah. And then people are like, oh, you like Good For You better than this song? I'm like, no, it's just the first one on the record. <laughs> it's the one that I got to most often, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, that's cool. Uh, all right, do you, do you want me to go? Yeah, let's, yeah, man, let's, let's get let's into hear. it. All right, so I got 11 to 20 in alphabetical order. Um, Billie Eilish, Happier Than Ever. Black Country, New Road for the first time. Bleachers, Take the Sadness Out of Saturday Night. Let's go. Uh, Dave, We're All Alone in This Together. My brother uh, fucking loves Dave. Dude, that there's one song on on that the new record where the beat like it's it's a pretty like sparse beat throughout. It's just some piano because he plays piano while he's rapping, which is just a side note, the most badass thing you've ever seen live <laughs> ever. Like if you've ever you got to watch performances to play live. He plays piano and raps to it. It's fucking insane. So cool. But there's there's one song on the new record. Uh, I remember when me and uh, our our friend Henry were biking down to New Jersey from up here in New York. We were playing the Dave record. And this part just came on and both of us were just like, this is insane. It's like, he's, he's playing the beat, he's playing piano. And then he stops playing piano, but he just keeps rapping for like four minutes. And it's like, just with no beat. And he just keeps going and like, it's, oh. Send so, it to me, man. I'd love to see it. 
I'll send you that song. It's so cool. Uh, and then I got J. Cole, The Offseason, The Killers, Pressure Machine. Ooh, I completely forgot about Pressure Machine and making my list. And I was like, fuck, I love that album. Why, why did I exclude it? I didn't I want to stick it in the top biased, 10. I'm just biased, though, because I love The Killers. I'm just bi- yeah. I was like, I got to take a break, you know? That's why I threw them in the, the 11 to 20 mix. What does it sound uh, and, like? Does it sound like anything that they've done before? No. Not really. No. Really? I don't think so. Sweet. I mean, Brandon Flowers said it's 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 a much more it's a more of a folk. It's a more of Americana sound to it. It's kind of yeah. like a, it's very like salt of the earth kind of. Okay. Very meditative. Thing. Wow. God damn it! All right. It's very awesome. meditative and very like uh, I think there's like a, a sadness to it, honestly. And do awesome. and do you know what he he like what he attributes that to Brandon Flowers? He's like, this is the first time I've written a record where Ronnie Venucci hasn't been in my ear saying, we need to make it bigger, 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 like bigger. Right, so like he was finally like, I just sat in my room and wrote a record and I didn't have to worry about Ronnie Venucci fucking telling me, asking me how this is gonna sound when we play like Madison Square Garden, right? Like, because Ronnie <laughs> Venucci, Ronnie Venucci is this guy who's like, we need to have the biggest sound in the entire world. We need the biggest band ever. We need to have this like explosions and stuff. Who is that? Yeah. Flower, is he in the band? He's, or the drum, or... he's a drummer. He's a drummer. Oh, all right. So then Brandon Flowers was like, I I did not have Ronnie Venucci chewing my ear off and I was able just to make like a piano based record that we all like playing. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'll also listen to it. I don't know, I just have it. Uh, and then I got uh, Sage El Cesar, Navy Blue, Sound of Sage Post Panic. Yes. Uh, St. Vincent, Daddy's Home, Tire the Creator, Call Me If You Get Lost. Let's and go. Wednesday, Wednesday Twin Plagues. Very um, nice. Is also in my, so then in my top 10, coming in at number 10, uh dun da da dun dun da da dun da by Do you have anything to say about that? Or are you just gonna leave that there? I'm gonna wait I'm waiting for some bigger laughs. because I did Donda, which was which was longer than the Cold War. Ooh, good bit. Yeah. Very long. I like. I mean, I put it in the top ten because I felt like it, it. I didn't want to put it any higher than ten, but I did enjoy when it came out. It's got a lot to work through, and it's like it's very unapproachable and not very accessible because of its like size. But well, everything I've listened to, I'm a big fan of it, so it had to make its way on there in some way. Um, number nine, uh, Middle Kids. Today were the greatest. Another Aussie band. Uh, number eight, Auto. Uh, Auto Strata uh, in Chris's <laughs> language. Um, dry cleaning, new long leg. Yeah. That's the first, uh, is that the first post punk we have in all of our lists? Oh, no, you had Squid. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Snail Mail Valentine. Very recent, but. This very, is like a record. top, this is on everybody's top list. It's I have good. to dive into this album. Lush, I remember when Lush came out. It was like everyone was going nuts and I listened to it and I was like, what the hell? I don't really get this. Like, it's fine. But but then like over like three years, it became like one of my favorite albums ever. So I feel like the yeah. same thing is kind of happening to me with this where like it feels a little underwhelming. But like, I trust that with time, it, it will really, it'll really come through. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, number six, Courtney Barnett. Things take time, take time. Oh, didn't know you were a Barnetter. I'm a big Barnetter. Uh, <laughs> uh, number five, Nation of Language, A Way Forward. Uh, number four, Squid, <laughs> Bright Green Field. All right, all right. Which the one review I read about this is saying, 
This record does conjure up the image of a bright green field, but the green field is not grass. The bright green field is made of slime. And I was like, yeah, kind of go cool. cool, cool line. <laughs> Are you gonna credit that? Who's that? Who said that? I don't. It's probably from Pitchfork. I don't remember. I read an. I read a review of it, and that was like the one like pull quote that they had. Oh, and I was right. like, that guy thinks he's the shit for writing that <laughs> on paper. He like dropped the review in paperback form, plop on his editor's desk. Fucking, yeah, stapled it to it as an editor's forehead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is another recent one. So this was a little. I really enjoy it, but it was a little bit tough to put this high on the list because it did just come out. But I got uh, Idols at number three with Crawler. Nice. I like it a lot. I think I was talking to Chris earlier this week about it, but I was a huge fan of uh, Joy's an Act of Resistance. And then when Ultramano came out, I was like, I think Idols lost it. Like that record's just not very good. Um, and then Crawler came out and I was a little bit nervous. I was like, I feel like they're going to keep doing this Ultramano thing. But no, they kind of more went back to the energy of joy. So I was more than happy to, uh, to like it. And I, uh, I'm loving it. Uh, number two, I'm surprised I didn't, I didn't hear any praise on this one from Chris, but I got uh, Shame at two with Drunk Tank Pink. Really great record. I just only listened to it like three times. No idea why. That's just that's just how it happened. But that it is a really good, really good album. I like that album a lot, but I don't like it as much as Songs of Praise, which I just think is more fun and more me. Yeah, I but it's still that. very good, and they're still an awesome band. Yeah, they, they're uh, they're yeah they're good. Their their guitar tone, like the guitar players in that band, are so good. Yeah, the Songs of Praise is, is right. Songs of Praise really is like a special album. So I feel good. like Drunk Tank Pink sounds more lo-fi than Songs of Praise. Am I wrong about that? I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then number one, I, I got I to gotta give it to my man, Baby Keen, with Melodic Blue. I know it's a little bit of a surprise coming from me for... That is a big surprise. But man, uh, this was one of those records that I had on a day. Was, it was on a daily rotation for about two months. I was just listen to it every single day. That's I love awesome. it. And like... And I think what we wanted to talk about is that we wanted to talk about the song of the year, which I mean, I don't, we, this, Chris and I like kind of agreed on this without ever talking about it. So I'd love to hear Charlie's opinion too, but Family Ties is, is the song of the year. It is incredible. It's a and, great uh, choice. I think it's a great, for, for me, it's a great song um, as well as being uh, such a, and outside of Baby Keem, it's just the, to hear Kendrick Lamar on a song at all right now is mm -hmm, incredible. Yeah. But to hear what he's doing on that song, he's this dude is the best rapper that is in the game right now. Hasn't released in a bit. Maybe he's, ever. I would make maybe that ever. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm happy to make that. I'm happy to make that claim. I didn't want to push it too far, but I would also say maybe ever. I'm definitely comfortable so, with that. And then his so then his cousin Baby Kimza come comes up to him and says, Hey, Kendrick, can you do a, like a, a verse on here? Th that's like if I were him, I'd mail that shit in. Like you're doing a favor for your fucking auntie at that point, right? Like yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. But this dude comes in, he's doing crazy voice, all sorts of voices. He's doing things he's never done before, experimenting, having a great time. And like for that to be the first thing you hear from Lamar in like four years is like so good. Fucking my mind is blown. He used and to like, do a lot of features like before he got really famous he's for too like big a bunch now, of people. Yeah. He's too big now. He used yeah, to do I, uh... interludes on all of Drake's records. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn, that's so weird. 
Um, that, yeah. I always, I'll never forget on Take Care, he has, a, he has a song that's like Kendrick's interlude or whatever, and it's literally a song about, that's rapped by Kendrick about how great Drake is. Did you ever really? listen to that one? It's horrible. It's like, I wonder what Drake, like, how much money he paid him. Just be like, yeah, hype me up in this track, man. Because he's, like, talking about, like, and there was this guy coming up from Canada, and, and he was the same age as me, and he was doing all this, and he was so great. And it's like, Kendrick, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. I hope this Drake. Is good. Who's this? This is this Squid. Squid. This is I hope, Squid. I hope Drake has to, for some reason, he's contractually obligated to make an interlude on one of Kendrick's albums where he has to talk about how, how much better he is than, uh, than Drake. I think, I think money trees was, or poetic justice was what he did in return. I think, right. That and his verse on poetic justice is good. That's a great song. Yeah. And then that's the, I love that. That's the, the line that, uh, push a T pulls to diss him in that one, right. Where he's like, how can you write your wrongs when you don't even write your songs? (laughs) That's such a great line by Pusher in that one. Amazing. I do like Pusher. Pusher's got a great. Uh, he's just like. I really, I really only like him on Kanye beats though. I like don't. I listen to some of his other stuff, and I'm not a big fan unless it's like produced by Kanye. Did you listen to Daytona? Yeah, I really like Daytona, and I like all of his like times he's featured and like whenever he mm-hmm. collabs with Kanye. But like listening to all his other records and stuff, I'm just like not that into it. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, he's he's flown under the radar for a long time. I don't think he's like had a ton of like radio hit radio songs you know but i think that's that's like the magic that's kind of like the magic of kanye i feel like a lot of times is that he takes people and makes them sound incredible i mean for an example party next door nobody knows who the fuck that is you just know that whoever was a singer or a rapper but you just know him as being featured on a bunch of kanye songs Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh this guy's on a bunch of kanye songs and then you go and listen to him you're like yeah this is not it at all and even like 070 shake she mm-hmm. she made one of the greatest Kanye songs ever with the I put my hand on the stove. That part is like yeah. incredible. And then she had a couple tracks produced by Kanye. And then I was like, oh, she's great. But then I listened to her music that was not had nothing to do with Kanye. And it's like she's not it. She doesn't mm-hmm. have it unless like this like he's there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Speak of the devil. You got God breathes. I breathe on this. God breathe on this. Yeah, Kanye really lost me this year. I mean, I, I can't. You know what? It's so funny, guys. And I don't, we don't have to get too deep into it. But this was a challenging year in terms of, like, should I listen to an artist who has lost me personally with just, yeah. like, who they are and what they do? And I just hated everything that Kanye did in the lead up to this album. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And again, I'm not, you know, I don't know how it hits. I'm sure it hits differently for like the black community and people who are huge fans of his for years. Um, But I was like, what are you doing with Marilyn Manson? Like, you know, in a, in a, in a black, whatever he was wearing on his head, it was just so bizarre and inaccessible for me. And, uh, and then he comes out with the album and it's four million years long. And yeah. it's just like, it's just like a guy who nobody says no. And all the Trump stuff, obviously nobody like says no in his orbit. He yeah. just is like, yes, all the time, no matter what he wants to do. I'm not going to go on a Kanye defense pledge here. It's not the time nor place for that. And that's not the hill I want to die on, but <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying, Charlie, but I believe I, I am still behind Kanye. Yeah, I mean, you can't, yeah, and he's an, a once in a generation talent. 
But I, what Chris says, like he lost me this year. Like I was similarly just, I would see him in the news and I would be I was like, just exhausted by the time that Donda even came out. And then the yeah. fact that it was so fucking long and challenging to get through the album. On and top then he of released like, the deluxe. And, yeah. and I was like, dude, you are killing me. Like you are asking me for so much already. And then you release this album that's like, oh my God, I got to like put aside like two hours to get through this thing. It, it, it was just, it was, it was brutal. It's like, Imagine you like get in a fight with someone and then like they ask you to like move your apartment the next day. Like it was like that. I was like, Jesus, dude, like you're gonna wait. Oh. Back it up. Back it up. I don't what understand. A what a great analogy. <laughs> I am literally in the process of moving, so I guess it's top of mind. But like yeah, all your that would be hilarious if just like all of your bits were like, Yeah, you know when you got boxes piling up? <laughs> like, come on, I'm packing here. Like something like that. That's my that's my my big punchline no i would relate it i would relate it chris to like punchline like you know the kid in school who like has always annoyed you in class is always like poke making fun of you and distracting you and like spitballing at you while you're trying to pay attention and then you're paired with him on a class assignment <laughs> and he's like can you do all the work and you're like yes, no yeah. Yeah. no i'm not going to do that <laughs> Yeah. You know, you're not getting met halfway. Yeah. But it's yeah. cool. I mean, Kanye, if he's nothing if not like experimental, you know? I, like, yeah, I mean, he's done so much. He's definitely one he's, of my favorite artists of all time. It's just, it's just, you just make, not making it easy. Never has, but. Not making it easy. Just, the most ridiculous thing, the most re, the most recent ridiculous thing, which just happened is, was the, the Larry Hoover Benefit concert, which the part that doesn't make sense to me is that it was a benefit concert for Larry Hoover but it was free, so it didn't make any money. <laughs> so what was the benefit for Larry Hoover? I guess like awareness, but I don't even I don't even know. I, I really don't even know. But people would just everyone was just disappointed with the show and said it sucked. So like that was not good at all. For I didn't Larry. hear about this. I'll have to read about this. He did a show with Drake, but Drake was on stage for like 24 seconds or something. <laughs> I don't even think I said 24 because he played a song called 24 and left. But he came out and did sing or. The one clip I saw was Jesus. I'm going off right now. Let me, Leah. He did, Kanye did a different version of Runaway where at the end he was singing for Kim to come back to him. And then he was just saying like, Yo, I want you to come back to me. I want you to come back to me. And then he said, for clarity, I'm talking about Kim. <laughs> <laughs> and then right after that, it just goes, no. No, 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 wait till I get my money, right? And then Drake comes out and tell me nothing. Oh, that's like sick. Cool, that's so cool. Such a great song. I miss that era. The, yeah. yeah. But apparently the overall the show was not like, everyone was just disappointed. I mean, it's funny. It sounds like, you know, I've always wrestled with this thing of him being like on the spectrum. And I don't know if I've ever read anything about it that has officially diagnosed it aside from just like Im immense narcissism and you know and his admissions of bipolar disorder um so i've i felt bad for him because i do feel like sometimes he just blurts out things that other human beings would just never ever say like that it would just get checked at the door you know checked um, at the door yeah, for him to just, I'm talking, and for clarity, I'm talking about yeah. That's sad. It's funny, but it's sad. It's like when you're, like, you're moving and you put something in a box that you didn't mean to. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like you're running out of packing tape, but, like, <laughs> I don't even, 
<laughs> you, know, you know that feeling you, yeah you know that feeling when like you're all ready to pack but then the movers are 15 minutes late that's how uh, i felt about uh, it. yep <laughs> mm-hmm. yep you get to the new place and you just can't find the mugs you know like that's what i felt like like listening through to donda like trying to find the parts i liked you know like getting in trying to have trying a cup to find of the mugs not yeah, being yeah. able to find the mug you know yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. heard you loud and clear there I still got to pack the mugs. I got time. Kitchen stuff's Dude, you got. I'm, I'm saying you're talking about moving. You got a closet full of clothes back there, buddy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we have like 30 coats. Got it. I don't know. Let's see. Both of you guys are in different rooms than when we normally record. I'm or in the same to, room. You're in a different desk, though. Is that right? Are you yeah, I moved my desk. I was facing this way and now I'm facing oh, this okay. way. Okay, okay. Same, same room, though. Chuck, I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. Uh, oh yeah, the shift in paradigm here when it comes to album releases. Oh yeah, well, it's funny, man. Um, I was thinking a lot about this, and I'd be so curious to hear your thoughts on this. But like, by the way, this is the Saint Vincent song that I think is so like David Bowie, like mm. you know. Anyway, it's such a good album, but. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, so like this year, I feel like a lot of artists released big albums. A lot of like, you know, even though we haven't heard from Kendrick and we're waiting, you know, I'm not a Beyonce fan, but I know a lot of people are waiting for Beyonce. I actually, it's a lie, I like Beyonce. But I'm not like a fan, a huge fan of hers. But this was a big year for a lot of artists who released much anticipated albums after like a long break. J. Cole, Kanye West, Drake, specifically in the hip hop world, but then you also have Ed Sheeran, you also have Adele, and Olivia Rodrigo, Billie Eilish. It was like a huge year for pop artists sure. who were dropping albums. And I almost felt like a bunch of them, the only one who really like got through to me, and I think it would, and again, I, when I say got through, I don't mean that I liked it. I mean more that like, I everyone was talking about it and it like really kind of, you know, um, it broke through in kind of like the zeitgeist in a way that I wasn't expecting was Olivia Rodrigo. Mm -hmm. I had never heard of her. And then suddenly she's the most streamed artist on Spotify. Everybody was like posting about her stuff online. Um, and anyway, all I was going to say was, I just feel like, it, you know, the traditional model for the album release, like things have to change for an artist to get on my radar. Cause there were so many big artists who I just didn't know that they were releasing new things. Mm -hmm. And so like one way of doing it, right. Is like, it used to be, you would play Jimmy Fallon, you know, and you would play your new song or you would release a single and it'd be on the radio. And then you do, you know, some interviews and stuff like that. Um, and you know, there was certainly the way that I would process it is, oh, you know, they've been tweeting about it. They've been Instagram posting right. about it. But I feel like a lot of, there are two ways to do it now that always catch me off guard. One is when an artist disappears and goes completely off the grid and then suddenly they release an album with no lead up, which I think is always cool. It's like someone just emerges and drops their new album, mm -hmm. you know, and suddenly that they're there. The other thing that I think is really interesting, and I was thinking about this and it doesn't happen that often, is like these long in-depth profiles on musicians where they give, you know, real in-depth dynamic analysis mm -hmm. of this is my new album, this is what I'm trying to go for. And I don't think that there are a lot of 
music magazines that have that type of breadth or reach. So I would love to see it in like the New Yorker, the New York Times right. or GQ or something. And all this is just to say, like, aside from Adele, who I guess because she's so famous and it had been such a big year for her, I there were a lot of big artists that dropped albums this year and I had no clue. That's because true. Because I just feel like there's music is so accessible now and there's so much of it. It's so much easier to produce that I feel like a lot of these artists are starting to climb on top of each other. Mm. And I and I'm losing track of like who's releasing what for when. sure. And I feel like the way music is promoted needs to like change dramatically and the way artists are promoted. Another artist, another person that I thought did a good job of it actually was was John Mayer. And I don't know if you guys are fans of his, but he had an album that came out this summer. Oh, that was a pretty good album. And he did a good job of like leaning into this aesthetic of like, this is what I'm doing now is like, I've kind of, I'm taking a trip back to the eighties and I have long hair and everything is purple and blue. And I'm going to release a couple snippets of my songs on Twitter and Instagram to get people excited. I'm mm -hmm. going to release a minute of this new single. And I was like, this is a really cool. And again, John Mayer is a, a douchebag, but there's a, but there are a lot that was, I was like, this is a really interesting new way of promoting your music is releasing little tiny bits of it, leaning into the aesthetic. Um, I don't know, like there were a lot of artists that, as I mentioned, like released albums and I had no idea do you that think, they had new stuff out. I'm wondering if you do, you, do you think that just the fact that so much was released this year because so much was backlogged from COVID, do you think that that kind of had something to do with it? Because I do agree, like even that Billie Eilish album, like just because she won like a thousand Grammys on her first record and yeah. everyone loved that album, you just figured that it would be like, it would move mountains when the second one was coming out, but it what it was kind of I mean it was definitely well received and people definitely listened to it a lot, but like it w it kind of was like a quiet totally situation. I don't know. Uh, it was totally quiet. Ed Sheeran, same thing. Like again, I'm not a huge fan of his, but I thought even, his album. Even the Adele, were like, what? You have a new album out? Yeah, and Ed Sheeran, I had no idea about that. And then Adele, like the thing I read most about the Adele album was that she was pressing like 250 thousand vinyl or something. And like the yeah, and she halted production of vinyl you, everywhere. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's like the only thing I read about it. So it's like, I don't know. I it's it, it is interesting. Um, I mean, so you guys both, you know, especially you, Chris. Like, you guys have worked in music, and I don't know necessarily what the best way of doing it is, but like, I am overwhelmed. The same way I am with TV shows, by the way, and I would say the same problem applies to TV shows because there's just too much content, mm. there's too much stuff to stream, there's too much stuff to consume. How am I, other than an incredible performance, which I felt with Silk Sonic, where I was like, these guys are fucking funny. I love the look of what they're doing, the dance moves. It's a whole thing. It's just really hard sometimes to get your shit out there sure. and to promote it in this interesting way like the usual channels to me aren't doing it anymore like new album out you know tweeting about it and just being like you know uh, uh this is the release date you drop a single and you hope it catches fire on the radio yeah that doesn't work for me that much anymore and i lose track of big artists that release stuff and i'm really and i and i like them and i just forget or don't even know that they have a new album you know for and sure. you rely and you also rely i think a lot of artists too and you guys probably feel this way they rely on Spotify to push their shit or Apple Music. Yeah. Like you'll put it to the front of the feed. I don't have to get out there 
and do the interviews. I don't have to lean into the aesthetics and drop, you know, the music videos right. and the production stills and the promotion stills. It's just an interesting thing, you know, like, I don't know. It's different with people like, like Adele, cause she did a big special in Los Angeles, but Billie Eilish is a perfect example. I, I had no clue, no yeah, clue just came that she had a new quick. album. Yeah. You know? There was somebody else too that I was thinking about this with. It was uh, that released an album. Uh, Jack Antonoff, by the way, is another good example. Like his album. Halsey think, had uh, a big one this year. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. A couple other ones that I, yeah, Halsey, by the way, the Halsey album, I almost included it. That's in my 10 to 20 because uh, I just love Trent Reznor and I love Nine Inch Nails. But uh, Lord, Lord's album. Oh, Lord, right. Yeah. Came out and I was like, what? New album? I had no idea. I, like, I don't know where if she did any press or promotion for it. And I also think people kind of were like, okay, and then moved on to the next thing. Sure. So she didn't put that much effort out into like really campaigning for it in this way. Or she it's did like, and it just like, just got lost. Just like, ha yeah, it just got lost in like everything else. Yeah, it, it is. It, it, that's interesting. There was so much this year. I feel like even in the small like indie circles or you know, indie meaning independent like labels and music and, you know, less of the yeah the big artists like i feel like they were still like we were talking about um like I, I haven't listened to that saint vincent record i haven't listened to the silk sonic record i haven't listened to the killers like these are bands and artists that i like and I yeah, just, the killers i just didn't i just didn't get around to it which is so weird um and, so. and you're right about the backlog but like i'm i always lean into new artists when they do something yeah. really interesting and surprising so like a perfect example of this is the halsey album mm -hmm. i've never listened to halsey before but not only did she host and musical guest on SNL, she partnered with Trent Reznor, who's like, you know, Halsey and Nine Inch Nails are like fucking on the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of music. And she did a hour long interview on, it's on YouTube, you can watch it, where she describes like exactly why she wanted to work with him. She apparently wrote this like three page letter where she was like, you're one of my favorite artists. I'm dying to work with you. I really want to do this like industrial sounding album, but about femininity. It was just fucking cool. Oh, and I, was, cool. I loved how, it, I loved how just like in depth she was willing to be about the work and the songs and the process. And I leaned into that album and I thought it was cool. And, and I, I will say- artists did that more to separate she, themselves. She is from New Jersey, which is something to consider. Yes, yeah, she is. It's something to and think about. She used about. to live in Bushwick at the Halsey stop. That's right. And you know, one day I... Know that. Is that real? I, I had the Siri thing pop up again. I was trying not to make a big deal of it, but I did not hear what you said. Is that, said that is that real? I didn't know that. She yeah, lived... that's why she called herself Halsey, because she wow. lived on the stop on the J. That's Halsey. Not yeah, on the L, the one on the J. Okay. Wow. I didn't, I've never taken the J. There's a Halsey stop on the J. Yeah, it's a little bit beyond where I used to live over there. Love the J. Jay's the best. Jay-Z. That's Jay-Z named his, his goddamn self after that train. Because yeah. it's the J and the Z. The Z is the express version of the J. Jake, you were just you were just crickets for a while there. I'm wondering, was there any bit production in that? Time? I was also going to say. Uh, no, I mean, I was I, I was texting somebody. <laughs> <laughs> we just we lost you completely. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Jake's like, yeah, Charlie, get into your thoughts on the music industry. So I, can, I just fucking open up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> so I can chat with my tea date. Um, I'm sorry, but yes, I agree with all everything you guys are saying. And Chris, moving sucks. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's just, uh, you know, it's crazy trying to get, you know, I'm going to throw my back out. 
moving these boxes. I'm happy that we're having this conversation. You are hiring movers, right? You're not moving it all yourself. Have never hired movers. Not, never will, not, baby. not hiring movers. Uh, if you know a guy with a pickup truck, you don't need movers, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I give you a lot of credit. The good wait, thing so about wait, so you're moving down the street. So are you carrying stuff or how you? How no, you it's moving? not like it's like it's probably like a mile away. Oh, you made it seem like it was around. So you're gonna get a U-Haul or? Yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll do a U-Haul. You know, we'll. I got my got my CRV. Just you know, we'll take stuff over. We'll figure it out. Is Hoboken an easy place to have a car? No. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I've probably gotten... I probably paid $500 in parking tickets this year. Oh, fuck. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah. The Siri thing keeps coming up. Why? God <laughs> damn it. Why? When I say, are you fucking serious, the thing shows well, it's, up. You said it's like Siri. it's taunting me. It's serious. Yeah, I think that's... Jake, a... you need to title the episode something <laughs> There's got to be. This happened to me and not you guys. You guys are using Max too, right? Why is this yeah. only happening to me? You must have some sort of voice setting on Siri. Oh, God, hey, I'm Siri. going to commit crimes if that happens again. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I'm gonna anything. go. I'm gonna go into the street and trespass and fucking vandalize stuff. You're gonna jaywalk. Yes. Wow. Be careful. Charlie's just, and now Charlie just sends memes about me freaking out in the chat. <laughs> I'm gonna me yeah, I'm gonna meme this screen grab that I just took. Oh, this is a screen. I'm downloading it right now. That's a good screen grab. Wow. Oh man, mine's going so slow. Uh, um damn. I'm like not even a quarter of the way this thing downloaded. <laughs> uh so what else do we have? What what else we got? I mean is this we right gotta keep the shit, we gotta yeah, keep the show to... going until this finishes downloading though because if we pause if we <laughs> cancel it i'm not gonna see the screenshot chris why don't you uh if you're comfortable with it why don't we send maybe like three nets dates potential nets game dates yeah hey let's talk about the nets real quick let's just let's let's go because i live by the way i live a 15 minute walk from the barclay center so oh you I moved out of manhattan yeah yeah i don't know did I ever? I I haven't lived in Manhattan in a long time. I lived in Harlem. <laughs> I thought I I did ask thought you lived in like Upper Upper East. I lived in Harlem. I lived in Harlem uh, twenty in twenty seventeen. But before I was living in Brooklyn, I lived in Queens and Sunnyside. Wow. Okay. For two years, which I liked a lot, but now I'm in uh, Fort Greene, and I'm a fifteen minute walk from the Barclays Center. So like, Beautiful. if we wanted to, we could definitely like you know hang out in my apartment before or after. Yeah, maybe I could come over beforehand, take a nap on your couch, and then, yeah. and then. You know, I actually would love to help you. We could pack some boxes here together if you're cool yeah, with that. Yeah, I'll bring yeah. stuff over, unbox, <laughs> and then we'll, we can box it and put it back in my car. I yeah, I was, I was gonna say, Chris is a hard house guest to have now because whenever he goes to a new apartment, he's assuming he's moving there, so he brings a <laughs> bunch of stuff, and it's like, no, 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 you're not moving here. You're used to live in your house, you know. Yeah, I don't carry a backpack anymore. I just like pack a box of things that I need for work and like carry it there on like a little dolly cart. It's, that is uh, so funny. It's really become my life. I downloaded the screenshot and saw it. Very funny. Very, very funny. So I'll have to share that. that. Put that on my own Instagram. Yeah. Worth, worth, I think putting up on the gram. I do have to run though, fellas. I got a couple other things I got to do today, but this was, this was a great pod and I'm looking forward to the next one. And right, Chris, are we doing a, yeah, are we doing more? Are we doing a, another monkeys episode if uh, if some more monkey stuff comes out? Oh, yeah. definitely that, without a doubt. 
the people need it. Um, yeah, and Chris, if you want to, I mean, I can send some days to you, but let's, let's just look at a couple days that might be good. And, hell yeah. Um, and pick something because I'm mostly free in like late January and most of February, and then I'm free all of March. So plenty right. of dates to choose from. Yep. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% down as well. Fuck yeah. Hey, let's make it happen. And Jake, right, I'll boys. see you in a few days for Spider-Man. We're going to the Spider-Man premiere. What? <laughs> I, 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 I am going to the opening night and I asked Jake to come with me. Oh, of, wow. Of Spider-Man. That sounds fire. I got to watch um, uh, No Way Home or Far From Home. What's the second one? Far From Home. I got to watch Far From Home this week. I, uh, I've seen Homecoming, but I got to watch Far From Home before we see No Way Home. Wow. Well, yeah, well, have fun, boys. That's I thought it was great. called No Way Homie at first, and it was like him talking to his friend. <laughs> Spider-Man, no way, homie. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, are you Spider-Man? No way, homie. That's no way, name. homie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, good luck with your move. Um, uh, and happy Merry Christmas, happy holidays, uh, happy holidays. and happy New Year. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys soon. All From right. the boys right over at the, the podcast. Adios. Bye-bye. Love Later, you guys. Lots of love.